welcome back to the Average Football Pod. So, um, welcome if you're new to the pod. Uh, so, this is a podcast for average football fans that want a little bit of information about the games going ahead this week and games to look out for. Uh, my name is Craig Turner. Um, so, I've been going for about well, a couple of months now. So, it is nice to see that people are downloading and people are listening. So, thank you all around the world that are listening. I very much appreciate it. Um, hope you're all enjoying it. Um, as it is just a work in progress, this podcast. So, I hope that it will get better in terms of production as the weeks and months go on. So, thank you for persevering and thank you for listening. So, shall we get started on the pod? So, uh, we're not going to do a review. Well, I will do a little bit of a review pod on Tuesday, but also it'll be a review slash preview show because we've got midweek fixtures um, around in the UK or in England and also around Europe as well. There's some games going on around Europe. So, it is going to be a lovely uh, little booster um, uh, pod next week. So, uh, let's talk about the games this coming week in the Premier League. So, on Saturday... First game up is Arsenal versus Newcastle at 12.30. Then the three o'clocks on Saturday are Norwich versus Wolves, Palace versus Villa, Liverpool versus Southampton. And then to finish off on um, Saturday night, it is Brighton versus Leeds, which is the 5.30 kickoff at UK time. Um, also on Sunday, we've got uh, Man City against West Ham, Leicester against Watford, Burnley against Spurs, Brentford against Everton, which are all two o'clock kickoffs, and then the four thirty kickoff. The main event, the main attraction for the weekend, is Chelsea versus Man United, which is a half past four kickoff. Uh, I say main attraction; it is going to be an absolute bloodbath that Chelsea are going to destroy Man United, and all the headlines over how bad Man United are, which will happen because. Um, if it's been like anything in the last couple of games when United have played the top three sides, Man City and Liverpool at the moment, it has been absolute, I was going to swear, but absolute bad day at the office for the team. I should swear, I could swear, but I'm not going to. Um, so, yeah, so that's the games this coming week. I'll talk about games around Europe at the end. Um, there's not major, there's some, there's some couple of big games, but not massive games this weekend around Europe. But um, I forgot to mention, it was the um, intercontinental derby last week between uh, Gatasaray and Fenerbahce. I do apologise for that. Um, if you haven't seen the TIFOs, check out Copper Copa 90 on Instagram, and they've got some fantastic... Um, TIFO pictures from last weekend. I did mention it on uh, Tuesday's one, but definitely have a look at it. It's really, really lovely um, to see. So, as always, we start with the first game of the weekend. So, we're going to start off with Arsenal versus Newcastle. So, both teams coming from mixed results at last weekend. Arsenal got a pounding by Liverpool, um, where I thought Arsenal were going to give them a little bit more of a harder test. But um, again, I said last week, that game at Anfield tends to bring goals and mainly for Liverpool. And it showed. Liverpool were just another class above Arsenal. Doesn't help with Arsenal chucking in a couple of goals. Um, I think the Mane's header, especially the first goal. I look at Ramsdale for that one. I'm thinking, I think he could have saved that. But there we go. Maybe the power's more deceiving. it didn't look like it was that hard of a header to save in terms of pace. But this may be me being picky. And I think Ramsdale got off of one a little bit there in terms of the um, the media a little bit and the repundantry. 
But at the same time, you can't give Liverpool opportunities to score. So that's what Arsenal did, unfortunately. And um, so they'll be wanting a little bit more reaction against Newcastle. In a way, this is a, a tougher game for Arsenal than it would have been a few weeks back. Um, because Newcastle, uh, Eddie Howe's back in, will be finally in the dugout for this game. Um, after his positive COVID test last week, meaning that he couldn't be there last weekend for Newcastle's 3 all draw against Brentford, which, you know, for Newcastle fans, great, great fixture, great, you know, great atmosphere, great game, you know, three goals, you know, a scoring draw, entertainment, you know, Newcastle fans will be here going, oh, that's brilliant, but the goalkeeper chucked in a couple. Defensively, they're just looking a little bit vulnerable and Arsenal have a better better attack than Brentford as it's as it's being perceived and you think if Newcastle defend like they did against Brentford Arsenal will win comfortably and Newcastle have got Eddie Howe's got a big job to do at Newcastle and I think people know that but they've said a lot of people a lot of pundits and a lot of experts have said Newcastle need to stay in stay in the relegation battle um, with a couple of wins and a couple of positive results so they can attract better players. You know, um, there's rumours of Dembele from Barcelona being uh, lined up. He's not going to go to Newcastle if they're in relegation. Not a chance. So all this, I think a lot of it, it'll be interesting to see what Newcastle do business-wise in January. But at this moment in time, they need a positive result out of this. Um, they've got there's games midweek, so I think Newcastle got even a trickier game midweek as well. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that they've got an easy game or an easier game uh, they could play. Um, having Arsenal that away is a tough game in itself, anyway. Um, so just got to have to wait and see really what Newcastle do. They've got Norwich. Oh, there we go. Relegation battle fight there. Um, and if Norwich get a positive result, we'll talk about Norwich in a minute. If Norwich get a positive result against Wolves, that's fantastic for, they'll be really boosted going in because that'll be three wins in the bounce for Norwich. New manager as well. So the new manager bounce will be kicking in. It would be almost, did Newcastle make the right decision getting Eddie Howe in when they could have had Dean Smith because they were sort of appointed at around about the same time, roughly. Um, Right, Eddie Howe sort of greed in principle that weekend. Dean Smith got sacked that weekend. Yeah, time might have been off there. Excuse me, oh, excuse me. Sorry about that. Um, that came out of nowhere. Um, so you know, it'll be interesting to see what Newcastle do this weekend. Um, this coming week, first off, anyway, with the fact they've got Norwich. Um, on Tuesday, they need a positive result there. Definitely, after if they, even if they lose um, against Arsenal on Saturday, and then they've got Burnley on Sunday. So, and then they just yeah, they need positive results. Um, they've got Leicester the weekend after, which is a tough game, and then Liverpool midweek. So these next two games after this game is really crucial for Newcastle to kick on and. You know, really have a try and have a good Christmas, really, and have good January so they can attract players coming into the new year. So, um, and then Arsenal, they've had a good, they went 10 games unbeaten before playing Liverpool. 
if Arsenal lose this, then there'll be questions about Arteta, potentially, after this. I think the media will be out for him again, possibly. Um, got a tricky midweek fixture against Man United on Thursday. And they could have a new man in charge by that point. So who knows? Who will be? It's going to be a really good um, 12.30 kickoff, really. I don't think it's going to be a game that you have to watch, I must admit. But um, definitely keep an eye on it. And... Um, I mean, one of them things on match of the day will be sort of chucked in sort of halfway through the program almost. I'd say it's not us, not last game stuff, but it's not first game stuff either. So very interested to see. Right, moving on to the three o'clock games. Norwich against Wolves. Now, I didn't realise, nor I, I said this on Tuesday, Wolves are sitting sick at the moment and really attacking and really sort of, um, they really go for it type football. So got a really good... Um, uh, they got a good result last week against West Ham, which I don't think anyone expected. I think West Ham, I think a lot of people thought West Ham were going to win there. Um, played really well. Jimenez scoring another goal, which is good. Um, if you haven't seen it, there's a documentary that Wolves have done uh, about his recovery um, from his injury last year, um, well, a few months ago. So really fascinating, very emotional documentary. Um uh, incredible scenes from it so definitely check it out and try and find it if you can um i think it's called code red i think it is i think it's called um if you're in the uk it's on the bbc iplayer um if you can't find it anywhere try and find it on youtube or anything it's called i'm now finding him and there's code red yeah so it's actually done by wolves themselves so um and it's got Nuno on there. He's getting really emotional. He cries in it as well. So definitely have a look if you can uh, find that out. Uh, Wolves, are play, like I say, Wolves are playing really well. Um, they've been a bit of hit and miss, really. I didn't realise, like I say, Wolves are sixth. And so they're getting some good wins. They don't tend to draw. They win or lose. So it's, it's, it's seen as the thing that Wolves did a couple of years ago. They don't do draws. They just do wins or they do losses. So... Um, with this one, if Norwich can play like they did against South, I know they rode the luck against Southampton by our head, um, but defensively, Dean Smith's been working on them, and that's the thing that he wants to concentrate on. Um, if they can keep defensively solid against this wall side, and then maybe hit walls on the break or a couple of set pieces, could actually give Wall uh, Norwich a really positive result. And now that Norwich got a couple of wins under the belt against Brentford and Southampton, who were playing really well for good football, maybe there could be a little bit of upset on the cards in this game. So who knows? Um, this does have last match um, billing on um, match of the day. And this is the YouTube highlights. You go, oh, no, thank you. I'll, I'll go away from this one. Definitely one nil on the cards type job. But it's quite important in terms of the relegation battle. If Norwich can get a positive result out of this um, going into midweek uh, game as well. So where well, they've got Newcastle, where if Newcastle get a loss or get beaten heavily to Norwich, uh, to Arsenal, then it could affect them going into this Norwich game, actually. So there's it, a good little narrative into this coming in. Next game, Palace versus Villa. So uh, two teams playing really good football. I say really good football. Villa's only had one game under Gerrard. But beating Brighton last week, 2-0. Uh, Ollie Watkins scoring a fantastic goal, if you haven't seen it. Very good goal. Um, and Palace um, having a 3 all draw um, against Burnley, of all teams. Uh, no one sees that coming. But definitely a game that is... 
a really both teams could play really good football here. Gerard had another week with his team, players all back from international break, having a full week with the squad. This could be a really, really good attacking game. Palace are playing really good football as well. And I think Palace, in terms of league position, are slightly a little bit false, I would say, actually, in terms of league position. They should be a little bit higher up in the league, I think. Um, so Palace are sitting 10th at the moment, and Villa are sitting 15th. So um, it's definitely... Palace has... Um, they've won seven... Uh, sorry, they've drawn seven at the moment. So they're drawing too many games. Um, so maybe they can turn them draws into wins. They'd be, you know, at least if they get five or six wins under their belt, if Palace turn them draws into wins, that is. So rather than seven, maybe having four, maybe three draws. They'd be definitely in the top five, top six this year. So they've just been a little bit unlucky in that. And just maybe they need to be a bit more defensively solid because I think that's where they're letting them down. They're scoring enough goals. Ben Teke is scoring goals, which who would have thought, thought that? this year um talking on the fantasy football pod that i do um i don't think anyone thought benteke would be as he is at the moment he's scoring a few goals and i don't think people have seen this benteke for about a decade since he was at villa so it'd be very apt if he scored a goal against villa as well so narrative there um so definitely a, a very good game to watch it'll be a very good game for the fans that'll be there so i hope they all enjoy that Anyone that's going to it, or if you can watch it anywhere, definitely maybe tune in for this one if you can. Right, the five thirty kickoff. A slight, um, I would say, not a relegation battle because Leeds are seventeenth at the moment, and Brighton have been playing well ninth. But Brighton have just gone off the boil a little bit and haven't won in five. I think it is five or six. They haven't won in, so they are struggling a little bit for some form. Um, Leeds as well. It's got heavily injuries. I've got a sneeze, so excuse me, guys. <laughs> excuse me. Oh, right. This has been bad, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> so Brighton have struggled for form recently, and um, they're not doing too well in terms of um, Brighton haven't won uh, since. Uh, well, they haven't won in five. Really, they've got draws. They need to turn them draws into wins again. Uh, Leeds last win was against Norwich but they've won one in five they've lost all the others drawn against Wolves drawn against Leicester they they're they unlucky against Spurs to draw not really uh, Spurs were the better team second half Leeds played well first half but they've got so many injury problems Leeds that it's decept decimating their side a little bit and decimating their season so until they get on them all back I don't think we're going to see the real Leeds yet in terms of Brighton um didn't play well by all by all means against Villa, but tricky game against Villa with a new manager in charge. Always going to be a tough game that one. This one you'd think just want to get Brighton back up and run into into a win. Really, uh, I think they would be really disappointed when they drew um, to Newcastle before the international break, where they pretty much had that game sewn up in the bag and last minute they conceded. Um, so that could have changed a little bit their form and their their run because they had a really good game against Liverpool and that was a game with a lot of confidence going into the Newcastle game. To lose heavily against Villa wouldn't have helped matters. Um strangely enough, I think I don't I find it weird that Graham Potter was linked with the Spurs job, but not the main United job and everyone rates Graham Potter so highly. So um, I don't see why he's linked with Spurs, but not Man United, where I'd say at the moment they're both on the same level. 
So that was a weird one. So um, yeah, maybe people have got minds for England when Gareth Southgate resigns in a couple of years' time, possibly. Or maybe after the World Cup, who knows? Um, if Rob Green was predicting that, is that Rob Green seems to think that Southgate might resign after the World Cup in November? That'd be in, in December. That'd be interesting. It all depends on how he does, though. I digress. Um, so, yeah, that's the 5.30 kickoff on um, Saturday night. So there's, there are some good games. There's a lot of narrative going into midweek, I think, with these games. Um, but they're not games that they're box office games, I, I would like to refer them as. So they're not the big, big games. This comes on Sunday. So um, a game that's going under the radar a little bit and not really being mentioned is Man City against West Ham. This game is could be really big um, because if Liverpool get a positive, positive they would look likely to get a positive result against Southampton. Um, Salah and Mane are, are playing really well again, so you expect a positive result for Liverpool there. But Liverpool sort of been slightly patchy at home a little bit, I think. Um, had some patchy form going in and um, didn't rest a lot of players midweek, which was odd. They, um, you'd think he'd rest, rest the players considering he was... Liverpool qualified. I think they won the group as well by that point. So rest the players, but he didn't. But um, Southampton will want to bounce back from the loss against Norwich. So this game, City West Ham, as I, I digress there, um, it could be a really interesting game where West Ham lost against Wolves and they would be really annoyed over that. They got a positive result last night in the Europa League. Uh, Man City, of course, got a really played fantastically. A game generally was a fantastic game um, against Paris. So they'll be buoyed going into this game. And Pep will make a lot of changes. There'll be no De Bruyne again. Maybe Foden might come back. He's still a doubt. Greedish the same. Still a bit doubtful. Bernardo Silva has been playing really well. Also, Gabriel Jesus has been playing. And um, also, Sterling's been starting games. So... He's definitely rotating a lot more now, as he never names the same side each week. So expect a couple of changes, as Pep's always said. Anything more than four disrupts the team dynamics. So don't expect wholesale changes going into this game or mass changes. He'll always do two to three changes, keep everything fresh, keep everything ticking over. And especially with the Christmas um, fixtures coming in now, we're now coming up to that point of the season where there are games pretty much every three to five days at least for teams. So um, there'll be definitely wholesale changes going through the next couple of weeks for Man City going into Christmas. West Ham will want to bounce back from the loss against Wolves and want to get back into winning ways or get back into that good feeling of, you know, if they can upset Man City at the Etihad, that's great for the title generally as well. Um not necessarily for the title, because Chelsea are top so, um, by a couple of points. So maybe if City gets a win, that'll be good for the title. And if May not, I could upset Chelsea. Then that brings everything back into every, back into focus a little bit more. But we'll see. Chelsea May United is the box office game this weekend. Uh, as a May United fan, I dread this and I probably will try and stay away from it if I can. Um, but I need to watch it and I need to suffer with it. That's has what happens with your club and your team. If you support anyone, then you just got to go for the suffering and go for the bad times with them. Um, Chelsea were 
fantastic against Leicester last weekend. They didn't give Leicester an absolute sniff of a chance last weekend. And same midweek against Juventus. They dominated Juventus, made the Juventus look awful. And well, Juventus not having the best of times at the moment. And they're struggling league form-wise. But Chelsea just look really, really strong. And they're getting Werner back. They're getting Lukaku back. Bad thing, one negative on Chelsea, Chilwell looks like he could be out for the season. He got an ACL um, strain or tear um, against Juventus, so that looks like he'll be out for the season. Not sure when Alonso is going to be back, so that could be their problem left back. But I don't think that will affect Tuchel too much. I think he'll go to a back three, um, playing Shalabar, playing um, Thiago Silva, Christensen. Um, Rudiger, you know, any of them four will play in a three quite comfortably. So um, that will be fine for them. Reese James is on fire at the moment in terms of goals, assists, everything else to go along with that. So he's becoming the player that everyone thinks he was. And he's still quite young anyway. So for an England perspective, uh, it's fantastic to have Reese James and Trent Alexander-Arnold playing so well on that right side. And it gives Gareth Southgate a headache going into in terms of what is his best fullback position, really. I think one's more defensively stronger than the other, but one's more attacking more than the other. So it's all depending on what he's looking for, depending on the game. Man United, on the other hand, oh, God, they were not great against Villarreal, but got the job done and got the result, which is what, which is what United needed, considering they didn't qualify out of the group last year in the Champions League. So they've made progress in the Champions League this season. Um, there's a lot of talk about Man United DNA, blah, blah, blah. And hearing on a football ramble about um, Lars Siversen saying um, that Man United's DNA when Ferguson was in charge was that he played with wingers. That was it. United didn't have a DNA. Ferguson was the DNA. And what Ferguson did was that he rotated well, but also when he thought a player had done the job for him, they'd get rid. And it was usually two years before the end of the contract. He'd assess the player. You know, something like a Pogba situation, I would say, right now, is that Pogba, at his age, is in, in theory, the prime of his career. So he should be playing the best football. And same as Fernandez in a way, I think, as well. Uh, he, I don't think he would have signed Ronaldo. I think Cavani, yes, but maybe not Ronaldo. Um, and you look at that side, and I think uh, the players he would probably would have got rid of by now would have been someone like... Eric Bailly, Lindelof, Matic, possibly Fred, um, maybe Pogba, and he wouldn't have signed Ronaldo. So there's six players there that you've got going, do you know what, they're not up to the standard, and they've done the job, but they, they're not for us anymore, move them on. That's the player that he would have, that's the thing that he'd done so well, was rotation. Um, you know, you look at the likes of Van Nisseroy and Beckham and... Players like that, that after they left Man United, didn't really find the form that they had. So this United DNA is more about rotational player in terms of rotating the player coming into the side and into the club. So that's the United DNA. Um, you need to United with the new manager need to find someone that's a bit more clinical in terms of player development and player transfer as well. 
So having Raf Radnick in charge potentially as of the Arsenal game on Thursday could be a really good thing because rumours are that he's very, very, very stubborn, very strict. Um, knows what he wants from a player, knows what he wants from a club. So um, fingers crossed this could be a really positive thing. But United need to have a positive result against Chelsea. If they get a draw out of Chelsea, that'd be a fantastic result considering where they've been the last few weeks and last few months. Oh, last six weeks, really. So, um, a positive result here. But Stamford Bridge has never been a great hunting ground for United last few weeks, really. So, it'll be interesting to see how this game turns out. Right, so that's the end of the games around the Premier League this week. Uh, let's talk about games in around Europe. So, you've got Juventus Atalanta this weekend. This could be a fascinating game this weekend. So, be interesting to see how this gets on. So it's um, Juventus Atlanta this weekend. Um, fascinating game in in Serie A. Really, it's, it's not it's not the pick of the games. Well, it's the biggest game of the of the weekend, really. Um, it's just Juventus have been really awful at the moment, and they're not getting any any good um, points. Uh, they're struggling for form and losing four nil against Chelsea will not give them. Any confidence going into this game? Atlanta, three-all draw against Young Boys coming back after, you know, basically a last-minute goal from him, from from Atlanta. Who I don't think anyone has saw a three-all draw in that game. But Atlanta are sitting fourth at the moment. They're sort of preoccupied that fourth position as theirs for the last few years. So um, it seems like they've put their, um, their flag in the ground saying, this is our position, we're not moving. Um, of course, they want to get a positive result against Juventus just to push their title aspirations a little bit more, really. Um, and Atlanta still could qualify out of the Champions League groups as well um, in second. So this game could be a really, really interesting game. Also, uh, we've got Real Madrid against Sevilla. This is almost top of the table clash, really. Uh, Real Madrid are sitting second top of the league, I think. Second, I can't remember where they are, but they're first or second. Playing well, um, looking comfortable in the Champions League, qualified. Um, they're looking organised. Uh, Real Madrid are playing good football. Uh, they are just sort of holding off until next summer, really, where Real Madrid are going to be the marquee team of that league. And they think they, I think the owners and I think Perez knows that. Uh, Sevilla, though, uh, this is the probably the best time, best season for them to win La Liga. Um, Barcelona are in so much debt and problems anyway so that's going to be a work in progress for them Real Madrid are not exactly at all firing all cylinders um, Real Sociedad are going to fall away and Atletico are out of the Champions League and are struggling in La Liga as well so you just think this is Sevilla's year under Lopetegui um, they've qualified in their group in um, Champions League so they've got over that hurdle a little bit as well so they just they've got a good team, good strength and depth. It's just they need to put a run of games together and a bit more consistency. If they can beat Real Madrid, it's great for the league as Andy Brasso was saying on on the continent um if they cuz Real Madrid winning the league is not really going to do great wonders for promoting the league. If Sevilla can win the league, then that changes the dynamics of the league completely and that will mean that more people will become interested in La Liga. And that's what they want. They want people to become interested in it now. So uh, this game is very important 
for not necessarily the league and it's not going to determine who's going to win the league or anything. But if Sevilla can get a positive result at the Bernabeu, then it just brings a bit more intrigue into the league for the rest of the season. Other games going on, you've got Leipzig against Leverkusen. That could be some sort of a game for who's going to get the Europa League because, um, you know, both teams play really well, good football, sort of very close in the table with each other. Um, it's not a top-of-the-table clash, but at the same time, it's probably the biggest game in the Bundesliga this weekend. And then to finish up on Sunday, you've got Napoli against Lazio. Um, massive game. Uh, Napoli would want to get a positive result after last week, after losing to Inter. Lazio, what a, again, another positive result. They want to bounce back from losing against Juventus. And it's Sarri going back to his old stomping ground where he made his name basically so he's been back right back last year or the year before with Juventus but um yeah you Napoli are sort of they didn't lose ground in the title race they're still tight they're still top joint with man uh, Milan but this game is something that they would want to sort of push in and go right we're going to be pushing for the title this year bit of sad news for Napoli though their striker Osun Osun I think his name is. Um, he's broke his cheekbone and he's potentially going to be out for three months, but I think he'll wear a protective mask potentially. Um, I did break cheekbone. Yeah, broke his cheekbone. So he's going to be out for potentially three months, but I think they'll, he'll wear a protective mask. So, But I don't think he'll be ready for this game. He could be back for um, next couple of games. Who knows? So yeah, bit of a blow for them. So we'll see how that goes and gets on. All right, guys, I hope you all enjoyed it. Remember, you can email me at the average. Sorry, the average football pod at gmail.com. And I will be back on Tuesday for a little preview and review of the weekend and midweek fixtures coming up. So I hope you will enjoy. See you soon. Have a lovely weekend and enjoy the football. See you soon. Bye.